Hey guys, on today's podcast, uh, if you're signed up for my text platform, 212-931-5731, you should be, because what you're about to hear is probably gonna motivate the far majority of you doing this, because we're gonna do this a lot more, and I'm looking forward to using my text platform as an access portal to me. Uh, Very thoughtful conversation with three extremely lovely people. I hope you enjoy it. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey guys, uh, a very special episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm uh, really excited to uh, introduce these three. We got a little bit of a round table here in New York City. Uh, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves and say hello and then uh, ask them to tell you how they got here and then we will get into the show. So please say hello. Um, I guess I'll start, my name's Jennifer. I go by Be The Flea online. It's kind of a funny story behind that one. We'll get into it. Yep. Um, I guess how I got here was we were going through some rough times and you asked if anybody wanted some happiness and I was just lucky enough to get picked. I love it. I'm Violet and um, I, I'm still trying to figure out why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get here? Um, I just tweeted out, um, what was it? Was it Pick Me Gary Vee? Mm-hmm. And you picked me. So And yeah. here we are. Here we are. <laughs> uh, my name is Nate um, and... The reason I got here is because I tweeted you to show some love to the science community for once, because you're always talking trash. It's true. <laughs> so it is true. I said show some love, and then magically it was me. Yeah. So um, take me back to the day. Exactly what happened? What did you first see? Then what did you do? Because I'm building up something for the audience, and then we'll get into this stuff. Nate, we'll go back. So. I saw it on the text platform. Yep. You had sent, I think it was either a text or a video message, something, mm-hmm. to get on Twitter and tweet you if you want to win something. And I was like, well, I want to win something. Why not? And you're always so interactive with everyone. So I'm like, you know, the thousands of people who do it, maybe I'll get it, maybe probably not, but I'll throw my hat in anyway. Where were you <laughs> when you got the text? I was actually just out taking a walk. Yep. And I get the text and, I'm, and uh, you, you say- watched the video. Yeah, and I watched the video and, um, and it was you're saying that you know should um, should hashtag pick me Gary V and I, I I wasn't even thinking much I just did that and and ten minutes later I was like you're picked and I was like it was surreal it was crazy. <laughs> um, my husband and I were sitting on the front porch talking about finances actually, and it popped across and I was like hold on Gary just did his message thing <laughs> just. Let's look at it real quick. <laughs> I got to watch Gary. And he was like, all right. And I watched it and I started typing out on Twitter. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm. He, he said to message, <laughs> if you want happiness. Well, I think we really need some right now. I love it. So, and then a few minutes later, it came across that I had one and I was so much in shock. I couldn't even answer anybody online for a while. <laughs> Makes me so happy. So, I'm going to, we're going to get into who you guys are and what you do in a second to set everybody up on the podcast and everybody watching on Instagram. So obviously I'm very passionate about my text platform. You know, I love learning new things. Obviously wine text was an evolution from me doing the personal text stuff. I did a while back and then the platform wasn't working so I was off of it for a while. I rebooted it and one of my biggest fears is how do I bring value, mm-hmm. right? And so if I'm texting you, which I think is a very kind of private place, mm-hmm. 212-931-5731. <laughs> If I'm texting you, I, I wanna think about how I can bring the most value. I give away so much content for free. You know, one of the ideas of like putting 
exclusive content, which I do. I, I think for you three and anybody who's watching, mm-hmm. I think the videos I am doing or some of the stuff I'm doing gets very into like quick burst of happiness. Like it's it's the most fluffy thing I do actually. Like my mindset when I make those videos that are just have nothing going on is is one person having a bad moment, can this change their perspective or or education? Mm-hmm. Is there is there something I see that might work for people and can I share it here? But I'm gonna share that on social as well. So one of the things I've realized that I really wanna do with my platform is do surprise and delight. You know, right now there are hundreds of people getting flowers delivered to them across the country in Boston, Nashville, Miami, and, and that makes me happy. Like, you know, I, I know flowers have a psychology of like making people happy for a week, mm-hmm. and so that's exciting. This is the ultimate, and I thank you three for being here because this is probably the thing I'm most excited about doing pretty often. I think the number one thing that I can give to people is my actual time right. and access to me. So, the, you know, and, I, oh, and you've heard this from me because you wouldn't be on my text platform if you haven't heard a lot. I always think about like, if Macho Man Randy Savage or if Al Toon or if Patrick Ewing did this, it, I would lose my mind. The thought of like, follow, if the internet was the way it was when I was a kid, mm-hmm. or not even a kid, even right now, I'd be excited. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, I'm super pumped you're here. I'm super excited about doing more of this. So. For everybody on the podcast listening, please sign up for the text platform, 212-931-5731, text me, uh, and, and you're gonna start getting, I'm gonna continue to do more and more value. Now let's switch from that to your world. Let's go counterclockwise. Nate, tell everybody, I do. I remember all three of yours. I, I read almost all of them that day, because wow. I was traveling. Alex, was I traveling? That part I'm blanking. I remember I did the pick Gary, right? Because I remember I wanted to see what people were saying, because I was saying, why should I pick you? Mm-hmm. Which is, by the way, that's the elephant, well not the elephant, that's the context for everybody listening. It wasn't just use the hashtag, it was tell me why. Mm. Um, And it ran the gamut. We need some, you know, I need this to, I need to advance this to stop talking shit about science. Um, It was a lot of fun to go through it. So I'm really excited to have you three here. The answer to your question is serendipity. You know, why you're here is not super, A, you wrote something that at least caught my eye, there was, 150 things that caught my eye. I don't even wanna say this because it's almost like crippling, like, but it's really how life works. I was actively about to probably pick somebody else, but then I got a text from finance and I had to answer it real quick, so it distracted me, then I went back into it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's really funny how life actually works. True. You know, you control some of it and the universe controls the other, right? You guys did your thing, mm-hmm. but so did 200 others, and I actually, the reason I just told that story, I remember that I was, I even think I might have picked someone and the Wi-Fi on the flight broke and it didn't go through and I just picked somebody else. Like, I'm always fascinated by life. Uh-huh. Nonetheless, tell us about yourself. Uh, so I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Are you um, a Steelers fan? Of course, it's Are you devastating, about, it's I'm awful. Sorry. As much as I hate the Steelers and Big Ben, injuries is the one place I kind of, outside of Patriots, I hope Brady breaks every yeah. bone, but you know. We're, I, we're good there. But. uh <laughs> Pretty tough news for you guys. Yep, no Big Ben, but that's okay. Mason Rudolph. I mean, you guys have won so be much. Good. You've won yeah. so much in your young life. Right? I have no, empa- it's I have been no good. sadness it's for been, you. Anyway, it's been Pittsburgh. Good. So I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, I am a pharmacist. I work for Rite Aid. Um, big chain mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere. Um, I've heard of it? Yes. And so. Uh, you love it? I do. It's good. It's awesome. It's nice. Um, so I don't really do anything in the store anymore. Okay. I am what's called a like drug information specialist. So okay. when the stores don't know what to do, they like guidelines wise or things, you know, yep. is this safe to do? They call me. That's cool. And if I don't know, I 
find it. You go. You you find it, or is there a level even above? I you? find it. Wow. We find it. All the you, stores in the you, whole country call us when they don't know what you to do. You love research. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's fun. It's and interesting. Were you, a, were you that kind of kid? Yeah, yeah, I was. I do. I do a lot of um, things like where I follow a lot of weird science stuff, like space talk. I like things like that too. Like outer space. Are you pumped about how much space talk is in the culture now? Yeah, it's very neat. It's neat to see. And it's fun to see people who have a lot of money doing it just for fun. You know what's (laughs) funny about that? Uh, Oh, you mean like Like Elon and all that? Yeah, You know what's funny about that? I, as much as I, you know, because I was such a bad student and, and it's, it's really funny, like the jokes I make about science of like how much I don't know or things of that nature. On the flip side, I have this crazy kinship to the science community because both of us, when I was growing up, not science and not entrepreneurship had any cultural value. There was nothing cool about either by any stretch mm-hmm. of imagination. It was not something people talked mm-hmm. about. And I've absolutely, we now live in a time where both are emerging. So are you pumped about the Area 51 thing? Like, are you, That's like, neat. I think, I think people are taking it a little too far, but. <laughs> That's America. That's, that is America. That's a very That's good society thing. for you. It sure is. All right, let's keep moving. Okay, I'm Violet, and um, I'm actually an entrepreneur. Where do you live? I live in Las Vegas, and um, I'm, in, I'm an entrepreneur, tech entrepreneur, and it's really because of you. Like I listened to you religiously and came up with an idea last year, and we, um, I found, I looked for some co-founders, and we set up a company. Um, Basically, what we do is um, it's a home healthcare app that functions a lot like Uber. Okay. And um, supply and demand home healthcare. Yes. I'm laying in bed. I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. I want somebody to come to me. Just get on your I phone. Understand. And, you know. Yeah. Yep. And and you'll have someone over. And how's it going? Um, Has it launched yet? We haven't launched Understood. yet. Understood. So we're still You're building. In, in, yeah, we're still in development. And what kind of girl were you as a youngster? Where did you grow up? I've always, I've grown up everywhere. I've always been very ambitious and very, I love traveling. And Where I, were you born? I was born in Kenya. Love it. And um, How long did you stay there? Until I was, until I was um, 18 and then I went to India, went back to Kenya and then I went to Germany and I lived there for like 10 years. Then I came here. Awesome. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. And what, what was... How was it growing up in Kenya? What was I loved it. It was amazing? Yes. It was it was innocent. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Was, I love that. Yeah. And when did you you were always you were always ambitious. Did you think entrepreneurially or was that did that come later? That really came later. I've never done anything entrepreneurial really. It's just been like for me it's just uh, getting new experiences, traveling to new places, meeting people, that's been like the thing that I love the most. But like of late, like I, I think it's just the zeitgeist, I guess. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, the bug just caught me and I was like, I, I want to do this. Good for you. Yeah, thank Good you. you. We'll get back into more details in a little bit. Um, not really much about me. I'm a stay-at-home mom with five kids. I love that. How old are they? Uh, 13, 7, 6, 3, and 1 and a half. The way you delivered that made me like kind of smile in my in my mind. I am literally the byproduct of the greatest stay-at-home mom ever. And it's so cliche when people are like, it's a real, you know, like we all have, everybody listening at some level has heard all the variations of it. Obviously we are in a culture right now where there's much more thoughtful conversation. Even as a little kid, when everybody was like, oh, stay-at-home mom, like I have always put it on the highest pedestal because it is the foundation of my success and happiness. Mm-hmm. So 
I think it's fucking rad. When I was growing up, people actually looked down on stay-at-home moms. 100%. And There's still a good amount of people that do. I meet people at the grocery store and they're like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, cra- like, it's crazy to do me. Do you not even realize how much I do all day long? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I am the busiest. And on top and of that, I homeschool. All five? Well, the ones that are old enough to be in school. Yeah. So let's go into that for a second. How's that going? <laughs> How is going back to school? I was thinking, yeah. oh, there is no back. There is no back. How do you do it? I know everyone does it different. How do you do it? To be one hundred percent. Yeah. When they go to sleep, me, me and Rum get along really well. <laughs> I respect the shit out of that. <laughs> um, we use a program called Time for Learning that I pay for every year. D Rock, you were homeschooled. Yeah. From what? That's a fun fact. I don't think a lot of people know that. We haven't shared that part too much, right? Dusty, you didn't know that. <laughs> you know, you know, Alex. Right. So this, uh, this is fun. When did you? Did, were you homeschooled coast to coast or later? Kindergarten till senior year. Yeah, but I, was, I went to college at 16. You went to college at 16. Yeah. I understand. Uh, and all the kids have been told school from the beginning? Um, my oldest, we took her out of public school in second grade. Understood. Because and of the bullying. Live? Because of the bullying. Mm-hmm. And, what, and that's how it started? Mm-hmm. And where do you... Where do you at the live? time, we lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. Now we live in Kentucky. Understood. And so... God, I... So... Three of them are in school, or two, mm-hmm. right? And so, are, do they do it? How do you do it? Do you do it together? I'm like super uh, fascinated. Well, by this. my oldest is in uh, is finishing up seventh grade, so the other two are in first grade right now. So I have to use two different computers and sit down and do one lesson with one child, one lesson with the other child, while the 13 year old is off doing her own thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. She's pretty self-sufficient. She's very smart, and she's actually applying herself to the point I think she will graduate quicker than what she's technically Makes supposed sense. to. That's what happened with you, D Rock. Why did you do it? Because you wanted to get it no, done my sooner. Mom, my mom was forcing you. Into it. Yeah, she was me and my younger sister. Yeah. Two years under me. All right, let's go. Let's go. And and where did you grow up? A little bit of everywhere. Travel a lot. My dad was in the navy. So a lot. So where so, were you actually born? Korea. Korea. Mm-hmm. That's cool. When did you leave there? When what I was did, two. So you don't remember it? No, not really. Okay. And then where did you guys go? Uh, then we went to Louisiana, and then Massachusetts, and then Florida. Got it. And then when I was in the military, I went a little bit, little bit everywhere before I got out. Understood. A lot of traveling in this room. You've been in Pittsburgh the whole time, bro? Yep. (laughs) See, but stability, that's a good thing. You know what's super interesting? Stability is a good thing. Traveling is a good thing. It's interesting to think about systems matching DNA, right? Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of people who were built for massive traveling and it worked great for them Mm -hmm. and there was others that aren't. Actually, it's really funny. Me and my mom love chaos and change. We would have been great with, with that. My sister and my dad, far more are neither, like they really enjoy their regimen. And you know, it's really been fun to mature and go through life of like realizing, oh right, it's no right or wrong, mm-hmm. it's, it's putting things in a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. Which is what get, got me to the place of self-awareness. Like shit, if you really know yourself, mm-hmm. it's why Zeitgeist scares me. I'm excited by the inspiration of entrepreneurship, but I don't want it to get so cool mm-hmm. that people think they have to do it or get too blinded by the light. Right. It's this really interesting balance of like always expanding yourself, but not becoming delusional. Mm-hmm. There's a good thing about entrepreneurship though. It knocks out the weak links very quickly because yes. they don't want to put the fight in. That yes, is entrepreneurship is absolutely a game of merit. Mm-hmm. There is no excuses. That is absolutely true. You either have it or you don't. That's true. On the flip side, 
it's a game of loneliness that if you're not somebody who's comfortable with losing, mm-hmm. can get really into a shitty spot. Mm-hmm. Let's go back around the other way and let's go into questions. Okay. I'm, I assume, you you know, I'm gonna buy you a few seconds here. I'm assuming that you might have a question. Uh, I've honestly been spending the last two months wondering why you even picked me. <laughs> Is that what you want yeah. to answer? I mean, look, I'm I really, like, you I'm know, an internet nobody. Yeah, well the good news is I think all three of you are probably in the internet nobody standpoint and the truth is we're all in the <laughs> internet nobody standpoint. Like I lived my, the majority of my life in the internet nobody standpoint. This wasn't a game of, this is a game of giving. This is a game of, of giving. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you, if, if I wanna pick a game of a somebody by the standards and the way that mm-hmm. you're positioning it, uh, that can happen every day. You know, we can, we can have guests on here who have audiences or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I'm just genuinely, fascinated by people. I love these conversations. To be very frank, uh, Lily Singh was just here. We just did another podcast. She's the new host of The Late Show after, you know, after uh, Seth Meyers. Uh, what's it, last, last minute, last? Little, 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 this podcast is gonna bring more value, not more, because actually we had an incredible call with Jamie during the episode. I'm always looking for value, and I think different perspectives and different truths bring value, mm-hmm. right? I don't know what's about to happen for the next 20 or 25 minutes, but a question by you know, a science-friendly, coast-to-coast born, you know, Pittsburgh boy who is in the pharma science world is gonna lead me down a path of different answers or may create a connection. There are an enormous amount, you know, a lot of people put me into a cliche bucket and they think that my fan base is like a bunch of young dudes and I always laugh because I get all the DMs, I I walk through the airports, Mm -hmm. I live my life and the truth is, I don't have a. I only have a mental demo, not a not a demographic. It's a mindset audience. And and for example, now to, the answer is, I had no idea why I picked you guys. Mm-hmm. That's the actual answer to your question. Wow. But as I sit here, I start putting the pieces together. Right? You mm-hmm. start putting the pieces together. What we're about to do here, through your questions, through whatever I add, is give people a different perspective or angle. There are so many stay-at-home moms that listen to this podcast. There's, there, there's a nice chunk, because the DRock stuff has been out once or twice before and I've been hit up by people that homeschool. Like, you know, so it's, you know, Kenya or living in the same place or catching entrepreneurship later, mm-hmm. not when they were six, but in their 30s or 40s or, you know, or somebody who's listening now who's 63 who's inspired by your story. But, you know, like, so I never know, but I always know it was the right meant to be thing. That's my answer to that question. Keep thinking about questions. Well, um, you always put a lot of emphasis on people having some kind of social media presence. I do uh, believe in that. How if, do you, you, if you're trying to build something okay. for, for the world. If you're trying to sell something, mm-hmm. you are trying to sell it to somebody. If you have a creative thing you wanna tell the world, like. In essence, the world has to be a part of it. So if you're a rapper and you want people to listen to your music, the world is part of that. Mm -hmm. Social media matters. If you're trying to build a business. But I don't think that people have to share their actual personal life. I don't. Okay. Let's let's throw the curveball that I think, I'm always fascinated when I have this conversation. I don't share my personal life at all. Yeah, I've noticed that. 
That's yeah. my answer to your question. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna be like, I was gonna ask, how do you feel about people who don't do that? Who I don't? I feel they look like me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't share my personal life. Okay. But I share my thoughts and dreams and aspirations and desires and ideas. But I've decided to keep my personal life very private. Cool. And and I don't think there's a right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I sometimes when I talk about this, because I I get judged a lot because I'm out and about, mm-hmm. and a lot of people judge me. And I kind of look at their behavior and I'm like, they're saying something about me selling wine and I'm like, you're whoring out your children on your social media. Mm -hmm. Like they think they're better than me, yet they're doing activities that I know long term will be more frowned upon than what I'm doing. So I guess my answer to your question is, I think that everybody's in charge of how they want to do it. Right. If you have something that you want to sell the world, whether that's yourself to be a mayor, mm-hmm. whether it's your B2B app or B2C app, mm-hmm. whether it's a hypothesis of science that you're fascinated by and want to build a community around just debating it, you're going to have to put yourself out there. That's the, that's the nature of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I do not believe that people have to share anything that they don't want to share, mm-hmm. including if you have nothing that you want to build with customers, or community, mm-hmm. then you don't need to be on at all. Okay. I'm completely convinced, had I not been an entrepreneur and a business person, I today would be walking around Earth as one of the people without a social media profile, because I have zero desire to share my family and personal life. Makes sense. Um, why do you think so many people do so much talking but not enough doing? Like it seems like there's a lot of people who, you know, and not just to like be flexing and saying they're doing stuff, but you know, a lot of people, and sometimes I feel like I do it myself sometimes, where people say, you know, oh, I can do this, I'm gonna do this, but then you never actually act on it. I think there's, that's such a great question. Um, so a couple things run through my mind. I think some people feel uh, many different things that go through their mind. Number one, some people feel like they need, the way they can motivate themselves is by putting themselves out there. For example, I remember before I figured out how to get healthier by hiring my full-time trainers, I remembered always having the desire to like tweet out, hey guys, I'm 186 pounds with no muscles, this was the truth back in the day, I'm 190 pounds with no muscles, and I'm gonna be at 155 by April 13, hold me accountable. So I would talk to put pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I would argue in the macro I did that. I'm gonna buy the New York Jets. That's That's putting myself in a lot of pressure. Now I enjoy that process more than losing weight or being healthy, so that's a different version of that, but I think some people talk to put pressure on themselves for action, though I think that tends to not work. I think most people talk because they're insecure and they use it as a disguise to not do. Mm -hmm. They feel like by saying they're gonna do, it kind of smoke signals and kind of makes people look over here, see, you know, and it just becomes the talking. I, I think a lot of people don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. And that is because, I think one of the great legacies that I'd like to live is to make happiness the ambition. And I know it's very fluffy, but I actually really mean it. And here's what I mean by that. I think a lot of people don't know what to do because they actually don't genuinely like to do things that make money. But they're so told by society that that is the requirement for success Mm -hmm. that they confuse themselves that money equals success, not happiness equals success. and so I think a lot about that. But I mean, I think, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with insecurity. I think a lot of it, insecurity or pseudo-motivating themselves. 
Nikita's calling back from the podcast. The other, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. You know? Yeah. I think about it a lot too. I, I think, uh, uh, I've started thinking a lot about that action because I think I've, I always wonder why I only started talking after I did things. I do it a lot. I only talk about TikTok or Snapchat or LinkedIn after I proved it to myself. I actually am petrified to over talk and under deliver outside of one super North Star of the, and that's why I created clarity over mm-hmm. the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. The chase of the Jets mm-hmm. is what I'm enjoying. Great. Great, yeah, let me just say real quick too. You um, can say anything. So your We're whole talk out. on stuff like this is like, uh, <laughs> like self-awareness and whatnot and like because of that you know that like what we're saying like I kind of talked myself up like I was going to do something like with pharmacy on the side where I was thinking I could make like a educational thing for free because that's one of the big deterrents to the medical field is cost mm-hmm. you know just to take my test after I graduated I spent maybe fifteen hundred dollars wow and I was like thinking to myself I could probably do this you know take some time do some research build like a test prep thing and I sat down and couldn't do it didn't want to do it, I and it. I realized immediately, not for me. Can, can I put it away and you? said I don't want? Can it. I throw something at you? I'm similar, mm-hmm. and so my way to educate or bring value was okay. I can't sit down and create a curriculum or a course mm-hmm. or what have you, but I'm just going to talk every day mm-hmm. and share my thoughts. And the collective is incredible education. Mm-hmm. You may just want to do a in the face video, or maybe you don't like that. Maybe mm-hmm. audio, or maybe you don't like that. Maybe you just write it. Mm-hmm. You may want to not go for the grand. Let me boil the ocean and make a course. Mm-hmm. What you may want to do, and this is what I love about content, is you may just want to put it out daily. Mm-hmm. Random thoughts, two cents that may help you on something that I wish was available to me. Mm-hmm. I am actually the human that I wish existed when I was seven. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody understands what's really deeply running within me was I didn't have a contemporary, fun, easygoing, like competitive yet fun, lighthearted but fucking motivated entrepreneur to look up to. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, businessmen looked stodgy as fuck and went to Harvard and or nerdy when Bill Gates hit the scene. You know? So I'm like manifesting the person I wanted to look up to. Like I would have fucking been the biggest Gary Vee fan at 11. I just, I know that. I know that to be true and you may be able to do that for the Mm -hmm. 15 year old you. Mm -hmm. Well, any other questions? Um, I can't think of any right now. You got Mm -hmm. anything else? No, I did have a comment though. From the stories that you have shared of your childhood online, it does seem like you were already your biggest fan of and that I, think, age. I think that's right, and I think that's because my mom was my biggest fan, and that then became my voice. One of the most profound reactions to anything I said for the first time was when I said to people, hey, you know how I say stop listening to everybody who says you're shit? And then, because I read everything, I started getting thousands of emails and DMs that said, what if it's you? Mm-hmm. Hey Gary, I hear you about everybody else, but what if you're telling yourself that you're shit? Which made me think, I played with it, marinated for a couple months, talked to some people. A lot of stuff I do before I do it publicly, I'll talk one-on-one with business friends, acquaintances, strangers on flights. I kind of almost, you know, it's really fucking funny. I shit on science because I got an F in it, <laughs> but I genuinely think I'm quite scientific as how I go mm-hmm. through life. I do a lot of testing. Yeah. And the nose are as valuable as the S's. Right. So it's really funny. That's a very meta thing. I've always, it's mm-hmm. fun to have you here. It's, <laughs> this is where I'm starting to put the piece together of why us all together. Anyway. <laughs> 
that got me to a place where I publicly said, hey, if you're the one shitting on yourself, please know that you took somebody else's voice that instilled it into you at an early age. Mm-hmm. I believe you're right. I was my biggest fan because my mom put that in my body. And she did something else. She bal- This is where parents fuck up because parents hear that and they go into the eighth place trophy thing. My mom said I was the best, but when I lost, she said I lost. And modern parenting over coddles and then when you lose, they try to protect against the loss. That's where it went, that's where I think we took it too far and created actually anxiety and depression, which is why I talk a lot about it. My mom absolutely made me do that, except she also smacked me in the fucking face Anytime I got out of line, she also punished the fuck out of me when I got F's. Oh, she also, parenting was a lot different back then. But but by the way, I think we need to bring it back. Like I do not. I am on the record. Will never judge anybody if they spank their kid. I'm there fully, fully. I'm not even fucking hedging. I know it's 2019. I'll read the comments. I'll take it. I'll hand somebody my belt in the middle of a supermarket if they need it. <laughs> I respect. First of all. Here's where we really need to get to. Fuck my opinion. Fuck anybody else's opinion. Like, you're parenting your kids. You do you. That's right. Right? Yeah, because you, you, you're the only one who you knows know. what, you, what you're going through. 100%. Yeah. That's what happened. This collect, and by the way, I think we're going to get there because you know what's happening now. What's happening now is we live in the greatest judgment era of all time because not only are we living with the judgment of our parents or our neighbor or our sister, mm-hmm. we now have the world. That's what social is. One big game of everyone judging everybody, which actually I think, you know, everyone's mad at that and blaming social for it without realizing it's just humans being humans. Mm -hmm. I actually think us seeing it on paper, aka the internet, is going to lead to the next counter action, which is we are gonna have more sympathy and empathy. We're gonna go through this, 50 years. This is long, probably we'll be all, a lot of us will be gone. But I'm telling you the counter action to this is a far better world. I'm telling you, I'm so, hungry to stay healthy, to see the other side of this judgment era, Mm -hmm. because it's building compassion. Subtly, nobody sees it right now. It's, let me phrase, there are people who see it, I'm not the only one. But it's not the conversation we're having. Nobody's sitting around like, there's not a lot of people like me yelling, this is good. We need to hit rock bottom in overjudging each other Mm -hmm. so we can start building compassion. Um, That's what I'm seeing. Compassion's not the cool thing right now. No. Judgment is. Judgment is fucking, Real. It's really in the field, for sure. And it's really, really quite too bad. What else is on your mind? What else can we talk about? I got one. Please. So why do you collect? I know you like to like wines and you like sports cards, but collecting in general, what what I, makes you enjoy collecting You things? know what's funny, and with all these tchotchkes laying around here, <laughs> I don't actually like to collect. I like to flip. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really have a collection. Of for say, had I not had this office and shelves, none of these things would be here. Mm-hmm. All the sports cards that are sitting here, I'm temporarily holding them. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to sell them. I get an incredible high off of buying something and selling it. I am deep down, hardwired, a merchant. I would have been a very happy kid in 1932 coming from the boat in Europe, coming to America, and walking the streets of a fucked up New York, buying something for a nickel and selling it for 10 cents, storing it. That, I would, I would love, I am that. I, I mean, the trash talk thing, mm-hmm. like the garage selling, it's very real. Mm-hmm. As much as I'm pumped, it's inspiring people. It, it happened because, I'm listening, 
And I see a lot of people saying, Gary, your advice is all great about investing and everything, but I got no fucking money. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. And I was like, you know, you start, you know, I didn't have money, I didn't have money. Right, right, right. I fucking garage sailed, Mm -hmm. right? And you know, that's why, like that's 50% of why I do it. Mm -hmm. Let me show people. And 50% of doing it because I fucking love it. Like I really wanted to garage sale this Saturday. I was with kids and stuff like that, but like like it was like we were all talking, like I can't wait to like do it again. I love it. And so um I uh I don't collect. I I temporarily hold on to. Good. Okay, I have a question. <laughs> Please. How do you feel about automation in general? I'm a fan of it to a point. Okay. I think that automation is incredible and should be part of the equation because technology is good mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I think, is my phone dead? No, I didn't have it. No worries. Um, I think people take automation too far and try to automate everything, mm-hmm. which eliminates the human spirit, which makes them vulnerable. Nobody wants to get automated emails all day long. I don't think any of you want, you know, everybody, back to the text platform, 212-931-5731. Uh, <laughs> I think you guys, would not like it as much if that was an auto bot and mm-hmm. that wasn't me on the other end. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody replies, I know this isn't you, uh, and I reply with an audio clip and I'm like, it's me, Karen Thompson, they freak <laughs> their shit, they love it, it makes it feel more real. So I think mm-hmm. automation, I call it third and a half base. I think in baseball terms, mm-hmm. I don't want automation to take me all the way home, but if it gets me to third and a half base where I can then take it and be human, mm-hmm. I'm a very big fan of that. Okay. I think a lo- I think I historically am bad at it and sometimes want to do everything by hand from home plate to the finish line and over the last 15 years I've gotten better maybe to get it to second base and uh, and I want to continue to make it even further. Speaking of that, I I I was watching a documentary the other day and it's about like how they they're trying to like instead of real sports like people running around it's going to be everything's going to be is it AI or VR? Yep. Like Everything's just gonna be automated, including sports. I don't know, I don't, look, I think nothing is ever gonna be everything. You know, so I think there'll be a growth in esports. I think there'll be a growth in sports where I'm in a black suit in a room mm-hmm. and it's, it's taking up my actions and I'm playing and the world's watching. Uh, but I don't think anything becomes everything. I mean, there's people who farm. Right. You know, and I'm sure in the 30s and 40s and 50s, People are like, here comes technology. What's going to happen to the farmers? It's My house off. is literally surrounded by a cow pasture. Like everything is done manually? No, like there are literal cows living on the other side of the fence from my yard. Oh, okay. <laughs> what happened was the tractor. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and the tractor comes, but like, like I don't think anything is absolute. And I think we talk in those terms. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, and I think I think there will be evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but I an addition, and there'll be subtraction. You know, um, people look at iPhones instead of kaleidoscopes. I don't see a lot of people buying kaleidoscopes. There's evolution, but I think human behavior speaks to, I don't, the day of us all sitting in some weird pod and just like encapsulated and become all no muscle and all whatever and like, and just do everything with our minds is not a day that I think is anywhere close. There's actually a movie like that. Yeah. There's, there's actually a movie like that. I think it's on Netflix. Like people would just yeah. I just don't exactly see what it. You I don't see it happening as quickly as some people sometimes think. I think. Yeah, I hope I'm not here for that. Yeah, but on the flip side, I think your service, if successful, is a really good thing. Cool. And more importantly, brings us back to an old time. 
Yeah, true. House calls was the way doctors worked. Absolutely. You know, back to cows, um, there's a lot of emerging milk delivery services. Mm -hmm. What is old is always new. You just have to be thoughtful of what's happening. Mm -hmm. We got a few more minutes. Who's got questions? Please. Do you have advice for those children that were built up when they were young, but then the parents flipped and started saying you wouldn't make it in that world when they actually started legitimately thinking about something? Like say, Please. a child likes to sing a lot when they're little, all the way up to like age six, seven years old, and then all of a sudden, maybe I might wanna do this when I get older. And all of a sudden the parents start going, oh, well, that's a hard life. You're not really gonna make it. You're not that great, honey. After telling them for years, they were amazing. I love you for this question, it's such a good one. And so are you asking from the perspective of somebody who's 13 right now, 18, 27, all of the above? All of the above. Even people that are in their 30s and 40s that I think are that, still trying to make it. I think that's great. So look, I've been very consistent in this and I will continue to pound this. I genuinely believe that detachment from cheering and booing mm -hmm. and other people's opinions is one of the great ways to get happy. I genuinely believe that. So it's easy for me here on this podcast to, for the 31 year old who's listening right now who's now had a decade of non-success mm -hmm. in their professional life because they're a byproduct of the environment and I don't want to put this all on parents, their DNA, their environment, the environment of our our ecosystems, like the global prosperity. There are plenty of places that are struggling, but the collective global prosperity that has happened is real. The world has more wealth and let, like, when you look at the health and fresh, like all the things we talk about, they're, all the numbers are better than they were 10 years ago and 20 years ago. I, I think that, I think that I believe what I say, which is, you know, detach. And so, for example, even though my mother did such a great job, there was a po point where I just detached. And you know, when I was like 17, 18, 19, 20, I started to form different opinions, mm -hmm. not, you know, not blindly, my, I mean, actually this is, you know what, I love you, ready? Here's something I've never shared. I was dumbfounded when I started losing in certain things in life in my teenage years. Th this is actually true. I actually thought I was the best looking person in my high school. In like, in like my sophomore year, freshman year, and I'm like, but wait a minute, why don't all the girls like me? Maybe because you're four foot 11, dick. You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, like, like it, what started happening was I started having to not take on the delusion of my mother, and I need to reconcile that. But, but something that she did do that helped me, and this is actually probably how I'm gonna get to my answer, because I was comfortable with losing, by the time I was 15 and realized, wait a minute, I am not the best looking, coolest person in my class, that loss didn't cripple me. So I think to answer your question, I think people need to put themselves into more merit-based situations. I think that six, nine, 13, 24 year old needs to go into a singing competition. Put out singing videos on YouTube and TikTok. Oh, that and might see, be dangerous. And see what the audience says. <laughs> And by accepting you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, you suck, by getting good with that, you can get into a great place because so many people are bad with that. It kills them. Well, it might be dangerous in the other direction. We might end up with so many singers that there's no record labels to sign them anymore because they're all full. Well, here's the good news with that. You know, there is no all full. The market is the market. 
and that will always evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, like to me, you'll first of all, talent is real. So even in the nirvana of like Marxism and communism and socialism of like we're all the same, that just has been proven that it's not true. That's why it's an ideology, not an execution. So even if everybody, if technology gets so good that Alex Raffington can have 11 fans, that's amazing. She would have had zero fans in singing if she grew up a generation ago. Now she has 11 fans. We can all have some, but we can't all be the best. And I think that's where that is gonna play out. It's, and I think that's amazing because if you deploy self-awareness and happiness is your ROI, if we get into a place where people don't dream to be Beyonce, but they dream to pay their rent or whatever they choose to live under, a hut with four other roommates, but the goal is to be happy, thus they can sing. They can sing their whole life. They may not make enough money to have their own home, but I argue that happiness changes everything because if we get into a society where, oh God, this is so fun to go full circle. When you say, I'm a stay-at-home mom, or I raise my kids, or whatever you say, and they cast that judgment, I'm just gonna use you, Alex, because you're in my eyesight. When we get to a place where Alex Raffington could go out to dinner as a, let's add some years, as a 41-year-old woman, and meet somebody new, her friend's friend, three gals having a, a drink, mm-hmm. and, and Sarah says to Alex, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a singer. And she goes, that's awesome, like, like how? And, like, and then in that next 30 minutes, Alex describes the fact that she has six roommates in a singing house. Like why can't there be houses in the future where there's six roommates, including family, inter- like things that we don't think are normal. Mm-hmm. Why can't there be a house that has three families in it where they are wrapped around either the same ideology or the same ambitions? It's a singing house. She's a 41-year-old woman with a family in a singing house because her singing through tips on the internet and gigs she does and whatever only allow her, only, allow her to make $36,000 a year and with two kids and all the other expenses, she, like, this is, I know this is a picture that people are like, huh? And I'm like, cool, but we would have said, huh, about esports. We would have said, huh, about everything we believe in now. We would have said, huh? How about college is fucked? And we would all said, huh, about that. In 20 years, the institution of college or, you know, so nonetheless, I think that that's where I'm getting interested. If we break all the rules, mm-hmm. where happiness becomes the game, not making money to check boxes that we were told to do. No different than marriage. We live in a world where you're supposed to get married. Mm. You're supposed to buy a house. You're supposed, like, fuck supposed to. So. I would tell them that, you know, one of the things that I have, you know, it's funny, just like entrepreneurship and hard work, hustle, then I had to evolve my message because you can never let anything get too kiltered. I'm just in the pre-dawn of stopping my beating up of parents and going in the other direction saying, and. I'm about to, I can feel it in my body because I've been thinking a lot about it. Because now I'm watching the overreactions. Now I'm getting a thousand emails like, you're right Gary, fuck my parents. I'm like, no, fuck you. You let your parents do it. Mm-hmm. You're 27 years old. Stop taking money from your parents. All right. Balance. I'm really, guys, I'm really glad you guys came. Yeah. Have you guys Thank been you. to New York before? Mm-mm. First no. time? Yeah, just passing through. So this is your, all three of your first time in New York? Yep. 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 <laughs> that makes yeah. me really happy.
Are you guys gonna hang a little bit now, or what? Are you guys, are you guys flying back, or what's going on in life? Mm, my flight's not till later, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How about yours? mine too. Way, way late, like eleven o'clock. Yeah, not till later tonight. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you guys Got are more than welcome to, to hang around. out here. I'm sure you might want to go see some of New York. Sure. Uh, love to give you guys a hug, and thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks. thank you for having us. All right, bye bye. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast. And make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.